welcome to Buenta Vista. I am Andrew. I'm here with you on episode 62. We are creeping ever close. Oh, I take that back. Episode 63. Oh. You've cooked it. 63. Oh, no. Everything. I got, um, I'm not ahead of myself. I got behind myself. Gross. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got right up in my own butt. Got the numbers wrong. I'm not the numbers guy of the show. You might have figured that out. Can I just Uh, say, re-numbers, and I know I'm not the numbers guy, even though I have for a while believed myself to be. Uh, (laughs) I kind of, I get, uh, I get synesthesia with numbers, and 63 to me is a really good number. Hmm. It's like a really, really fucking good number. It's one of the top numbers in my books. Oh, that bodes well. That bodes well for this episode. Oh man, if this episode sucks, maybe that'll ruin my association with it forever. I, I hope it doesn't. Yikes. Expectation set high. Uh, so, yes, I'm Andrew. I'm joined by Ben. Hello. Hello, Ben. Uh, we are also joined by Theo. Hey. Hello, Theo. Hello. And Lucy. Hey. Coming up the rear of this uh, horse <laughs> costume that <laughs> all we're right all now. standing on. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're getting behind me. Getting behind me. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where I also am. I yes. think we've established. Hey, before we uh, before we get into covering what's been going on in the wild and wacky world of Australian politics, I thought we might like to take a trip across the pond. <laughs> okay. Which pond? Are we talking? Which pond? <laughs> no, that, that big pond known as Lake uh, Burley Griffin. The the, <laughs> the, o- the ocean. I don't know which one. I don't know which one we need to cross to get to. Uh, I believe the the canon show pronunciation is United Starts. Of Amarici. You don't know which ocean you have to cross to get the Come to America? On now. No, no, I don't care to know. <laughs> I don't care to know. Oh, goodness. The ocean is a fearful place and I will not learn about it. Which ocean? That is true, actually. I'm have with you, you been on this in? One, I, agree. I feel like this is a very easy question. The Pacific Ocean? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Well, search no more. You've found your ocean. Great. Uh, I won't be learning anything else about it, folks. It's terrifying to me. I will not go any further into the ocean than when my feet stop being able to touch the bottom. There's too much of it. Way too much. The ocean? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's, that's, that's my main problem ocean. with it. There's just... Oh, There's the too much. Thing. This is... I, not a fan. It's full of hideous, terrifying creatures. The further down you go, the worse they get. Yeah, I feel like none right. of you have seen Ocean Girl. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're going to have to keep living with that assumption, I think. So let's imagine that we're traveling all the way across whatever ocean it is. Whatever ocean it is. I'm definitely not touching the ocean. I'm in a I'm in a plane when I'm crossing the ocean because and I don't like to think about being it's over going the down. ocean. It's going down Sully oh, style. Oh. Uh, look, I tell you this this is off to a terrible start. I'm not gonna let this go. But we're all just everyone's gonna slag off the ocean. Hell yeah. The beautiful ocean. Life-giving, wonderful ocean. Oh, uh, that sucks. Hey, hey, I've heard it's full of big patches of garbage, which is gross. And well, you put to do those there. People like you put that there. People who thought, oh, I don't care about the ocean. I'm going to throw my cigarettes straight into the sea <laughs> instead of smoking them. <laughs> yeah, that's me standing ankle deep on the, on the beach. Putting ankle a carton deep of the, witty blues. <laughs> yeah, ankle deep on the beach, like with my shoes on, soaking wet. Chucking Just them in there. Ta- taking, like, lighting a cigarette, taking one drag, piffing it into the ocean, getting another one out of the pack. There's several cartons next to me, confused families walking past, and I patiently explain that I'm dealing with my enemy, the well, ocean. That's what the mm. uh, song Smoke on the Water is about. Shut yeah. the fuck up, so we're in a plane. I am keeping the window shade down. I do not like to look out the window and see how much ocean there is and become even more terrified. And eventually we arrive in America. We really like to see what's going on every now and then. Hey guys, you remember when we did that episode, however long ago, about a friend of the show, Parkland shooting survivor, David Hogg? Oh boy, do I. Hmm. Yeah, Hogwatch. Hogwatch, that is correct. Uh, who was the, the late Laura Ingraham? Was that her that was that was doing the? Is she late? Is, did she die? No way. What 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 about the way I said that gave you the impression that she had died? Did you say the late Laura Ingram? 
Or did no. I mishear that completely? I I did I say late. that lady? I heard. That oh. lady. I heard the late Laura Ingram. Oh, God damn. She did. Welcome to Wonder Vista. <laughs> Sorry to announce. <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast that you're listening to. And we're in America, I believe. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Why are we Theoretically, here? Theoretically, yes. Um, well, we're checking in on what's going on with um, David Hogg, who sort of became... Uh, you know, as evidenced by the things that we talked about in that episode, became like an avatar for all the things that is wrong with the soy boy children that demand to not be shot. Now, if I remember correctly, an avatar is a sort of very tall blue person. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so imagine, right. if you will, imagine, if you will, a 12-foot-tall blue David Hogg. They're not turning him business. into a 12-foot-tall blue man. They're, they're turning him into other things. Yes, um, so on Twitter, on Twitter, uh, Michael Edison Hayden uh, brought something to our attention recently, which is that um, 4chan nerds, he says in this tweet, are photoshopping David Hogg to look female, calling him Daisy, and then having sexual fantasies about their Daisy Hogg memes. I feel like this is some new uncharted form of self-own, he says. Yep. And uh, attached to this, he has several posts of they've either like f- feminized and photoshopped David Hogg's face onto various sort of teenage women, or like I'm, I'm assuming you know d- done some combo of like the female face app thing. So you know one one is a screen cap of let's see six seven eight nine separate. Uh, photoshops combined into a like a montage from Trump train fan page saying Daisy Hogg is looking good then we have a microchip on it looks like on Gab you can always tell Gab because it just looks exactly the same as Twitter but just kind of shitty again with a weird Daisy Hogg photoshop and the caption how many people have masturbated to Daisy today I bet at least a few hundred I may try to crack the old rig to her as well. I'm assuming you meant crank. Because that's what you Seems do normal. This all just sounds very normal. It's the impression the I'm getting. Rig. So so you go from Twitter with like Daisy Hogg's looking good to Gab, which is Nazi Twitter, like times a thousand, um, where the guy's talking about cranking his hog. Um, and then we get to 4chan, the uh, sweltering anus of the internet, with uh, somebody putting out a request... <laughs> Let's see your favorite Daisy Hogg memes, pictures, etc. Triple X nudes wanted. It's too much. Thanks. Thanks, I hate Look, it. This- uh, <laughs> with, sorry, there's a, there's a link to a video on here. And the caption is, breaking news, Daisy Hogg finally comes forward. Hear her statement on the Second Amendment, gun rights, and slams her brother, David Hogg. Right, so they are imagining <laughs> Daisy Hogg as the sibling... Of David Hogg, who has their political views, is that? I don't think I don't think they've established a canon on this. I think no. it's kind of gone from. I think that might have been an errant belief of one poster. I think we'll converge towards like an accepted timeline soon after uh, they iterate on this a little bit more and find more things um, about themselves that they didn't know they liked to crack it to. <laughs> I wonder if it's... um, But they will not learn from this. I think that's the important lesson is that... Never learn. They will not discover something about themselves out of all of this. (laughs) No. (laughs) I can't can't remember the name of the guy, but I don't know if anybody remembers the other Parkland survivor who... um, So there was Emma Gonzalez and there were some of the other girls who were were like fronting the rallies and stuff. And then there was like the one kid who was a Trump supporter. The one conservative kid. Yeah, yeah. Who... and look, you know, I'll obviously being involved in any way in any of that is very bad, very bad for anybody, no matter your political proclivities or anything like that. Um, but I would definitely say about this kid that you can really tell that he's a right winger because like the left wing kids all went, hey, I'm going to like post on Twitter about this or do an interview on TV. This other kid like immediately said about just getting into the grift factory. It was just immediately like he immediately got into the whole kind of um, 
Jacob Wall, you know, teen conservative kind of thing. Having arguments with people on Twitter and stuff. And it's so easy to make it as a teen conservative because there... Because there's six of them. There's six of them. Uh, you don't have to make any sense whatsoever. Um, you just have to wear the fucking hat um, for some reason that they're all just... One's placed on their horrible slimy head as it exits the... Uh, the canal as they're born, uh, like that. Oh, there's your MAGA hat. Um, here's your spot on Fox News for some reason, because uh, there's not many of you. Um, like the uh, baby from the Children of Men, I think um, they need to be protected. I'm assuming you guys have seen like the those clips from Fox News when they've had like, you know, a six or seven year old kid on there. Oh, it's so and, funny. Yeah, and he's wearing like a suit and a bow tie and a MAGA hat. Oh yeah, like, that little dipshit. Yeah, and they're like patriotic this is child. Exactly loves what Trump. happened to Caleb Bond? <laughs> they put him on TV at the age of seven when he wanted to be a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Now and look then at the him. TV waves poisoned his brain, mm-hmm. and he turned into a mutant. <laughs> Very strange. You gotta, you gotta kind of wonder what sort of psychological minefield is causing this type of thing. But um, yeah, I. I it's like you said, Theo. I'm sure they won't learn anything, but the the extent of like absolutely bizarre projection seems. And can, and can I say, um, maybe there is an app out doing there, but it looks like they've put a lot of work into these. They've done like a a good job. In yeah, that didn't strike David me as an app job. Somebody that's hot, it, like, like it, a hot girl. That looked like a a dedicated piece of Photoshop work uh, mm. from a professional amateur to my mind yeah as as someone who um has spent many hours photoshopping funny pictures thanks ben um those particular ones that we're looking at are like especially difficult because you need to find you need to like match the exact angle that two people's faces are on well you can you can match like skin tone and stuff you can you know you can change color balances and blend stuff together and everything it's the it's that if the the perspective that the photos are taken from are not very, very similar, if not the same, then it just looks wrong. It looks like there is a face on a head that is like pointing in a direction other than the direction the head is pointing. In. And it doesn't work. Uh, so anyway, extremely weird, extremely weird stuff. Uh, look it up if you want to see those faces, but uh, don't go any further into it. Really don't. Really don't. <laughs> now, I know we've only been here in the States for five minutes, but folks, we got to get back on that plane. Oh, God. Fucking Not hate again. air travel, honestly. Not again. Do you? Don't mind, a bit, don't mind a bit of flying. Oh, I liked it when I was a kid. Now I hate it. I like an airplane dinner. It's easier <laughs> going back, right? Going, going west, that's less jet laggy, right? Sure. Like our, our listeners are going to so. be less perturbed by the journey back. Mm. It's one way or the other that's better. One of them, for sure. Thank you, Lucy. I've never liked either of them. Yeah. Uh, so, I thought I thought we might pull out a letter uh, that I would like to answer promptly. Because mm. you know that we like to respond very promptly to our listeners. This letter was sent to us on the 16th of July. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, on Andrew Bolt and Sincerity. Now... This letter relates to uh, episode six... No, this is episode 63 now. Jeez. My goodness. Um, This relates to the episode that we did about um, Andrew Bolt's (laughs) I'm Done Apologizing for Men (laughs) column, which uh, we all enjoyed reading very much in the sense of... tour de force, that is. (sighs) Just absolutely crushed large parts of our brains. Episode 56. (laughs) Thanks, man. Uh, it. I. I'm pretty sure we all just took turns screaming into the microphone about how frustratingly, yep. how frustratingly dumb uh, this entire article was. So we have a letter here from friend of the show, Simon. Simon says, uh, "My dear, beautiful Patreon husbands." Oh, sounds like Simon is a wife of the show. Uh, maybe he still is. Hopefully, I, I been- don't. I don't want to cause the scene here. But, I mean, I don't like the assumption that if you're a wife of the show, that everyone else is your husband. You know, that's very heteronormative to me. I believe that everyone in this arrangement is a wife. 
We are the wives. They are We're the wives. wives. We're okay. all wives. Hmm. All right. Noted. Like Noted. I'm putting it in the podcast ledger. <laughs> my dear beautiful, <laughs> my dear beautiful Patreon husbands, I've been listening to your most recent episode in which you recount beautiful three-headed sex beast Andrew Bolt's resignation from apologizing for men, which I'm not aware he was doing, but we can all agree he should be thanked for his service. One point I've been ruminating on is the sentiment that Andrew Bolt genuinely means what he writes, which I feel I have a little insight on. Okay. For five and a half years, I was employed by the Herald Sun, taking birth and death notices. At an end-of-year function, I had cause to meet the man himself. Furthermore, I was able to have a brief conversation with him. So far away from that point in my life, I can't remember the conversation per se, but he was presenting himself quite nicely, was polite, and very keen to listen to someone in conversation. But I remember the feeling of dread I took away from the conversation, like I'd just had banter over wines with one of Lovecraft's Innsmouth town folk. He really thinks he doesn't believe what he's writing. I spent several minutes engaged in chit-chat with this man about his year, as he blithely tried to make out that he was triggering people before triggering was even a thing. But there was this very subtle contempt for everyone he complained about in his column, and the oinking swine that read it. It came across as a man clearly driving himself insane from outrage that thinks it's all an act. He's trapped and miserable in a career of his own making, unable to stop, and it will surely kill him. At least that's what I took away from it. (laughs) (laughs) The old nine to five. Uh, At least that's what I took away from it. Keep up the good work. I truly enjoy the podcast. Sincerely, Simon Cantwell. Oh Well, thank you very much for reading out the compliment part of the letter as well. Well, uh, let me just say, Simon Canwell. Hey. You know? Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I think it's Cantwell? I think that's what he said. Yeah, I think he said Cantwell the first time. Try to compliment Simon as well, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, that's interesting. I thought that was an interesting thing. That's why I chose to wait several months before <laughs> <laughs> before reading it out. Uh, so, sorry that I missed that one, Simon. That's what you get for being like one of the only sort of two or three people who has ever actually written to us, mm. as opposed to leaving a comment on Patreon. When you say written to us... Did Jesus he post Christ. it? Was it on No, I'm, I'm curious. What, is the distinction you're making that he emailed or that he... The distinction I'm making is that, is that he sent a long-form email as opposed to merely... Yeah. Leaving a comment. Do we let's have face email? it. Let's face it. Writing. You have a personal email under the Bonta Vista domain, Theo. No, I've I've avoided ever ever copying one of them. I'm making a mental note to set that up today. I do not need another email address. Uh, you're gonna get one, and I'm going to tell people where to send things to you. Oh my god, <laughs> folks! If you'd like to send an email to Theo, you can send it to Theo at buntavista.com. And he will receive it at his personal email address. And he will respond very promptly. I'm going to need those, uh, I'm gonna need those C-panel details at some stage, Andrew. We'll sort, we'll sort this out. <laughs> A little bit of web You'll humor. get no such thing. You will get no such access. I'm on the C-panel diet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm going with this. It's like the- <laughs> finish it. Fucking finish it. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Anyway, moving on from Andrew Bolt's uh, self-destruction. Slow, gradual self-destruction. I saw a little something uh, from Barnaby Joyce's latest interview on 2GB that I thought Ben would enjoy, which was Barnaby Joyce downplaying the significance of Australia's national parks, saying that they're full of, quote, wild dogs and rubbish and should be opened up for grazing. (laughs) They're lines drawn on maps that were arbitrarily drawn to win green votes in inner suburban areas during election time, end quote. I mean, that's obviously fucking stupid as shit, but I'm pretty sure we do have grazing in a substantial amount of our national parks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe it might be in forestry areas instead of national parks, but I mean, it's all managed by the same people. That's fucking stupid. Shut the fuck up, you fucking it's extremely turd man. Like, yeah, and of course, the, um, I suppose the irony as well of uh, Barnaby Joyce for a long time former former Deputy Prime Minister and Minister for Agriculture and all that sort of shit before he got too horny to live. I've been there. <sighs> Tell me about it. Um, yeah, well, of course, like, I, I've just lately been ruminating on the irony of him supposedly being a representative for, you know, rural constituents. Um, 
simultaneously saying we need to get out of the Paris Accord and make no commitments to changing our emissions or anything, while also begging for assistance for drought-stricken farmers in the middle of the country, having one of the worst droughts in a generation, um, while also insisting that... um, you know, that like all of our water reserves should be like diverted to send them all to farmers while also insisting that like all national parks and nature reserves are just bullshit and should be opened up for grazing and like let's start doing industrial stuff there. It'll be awesome. Uh, he's just a great big fucking idiot. I was sort of, yeah, I was kind of ruminating on, um, you know, this this government mocking like tiny island countries for the rising water levels that are going to wipe them out getting caught on hot mics doing that and then saying oh well australia shouldn't have to to change our our, like contribution to the world's uh you know carbon dioxide emissions because well you know we're we're only one and a half percent of it and if we change it and everybody else doesn't then it won't do anything so let's just not do it yeah, it's like a, a prisoner's dilemma where uh, all of our children die young because we've fucked up the planet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's the lack of perspective of being able to, like, being able to see that, like, a tiny island nation is getting fucked by climate change while also complaining about a horrifying drought that's, like, destroying all of the farming for all of your constituents. And begging for, like, assistance and extra funding and diverted water and all this kind of shit. And just being completely unable to zoom out, like, one more level and say, oh, it's almost like we are also an island nation that if everybody pitched in together, we could help. But no. No. Too busy. Pocket his secretary. I wonder if um, he could get in the room with, with Dutton and... Um maybe come up with some other things that are just lines arbitrarily drawn on a map. Huh. Um, hey, maybe they could um, au pair up. Fuck. Hey. God. <laughs> We're not doing this. We're not doing the au pair tricks. <laughs> well, we might have to because we have been asked um, by a patron. And we can't say no to them. That well, is that's, true. That's true. If you bound to their will. If you subscribe to the show, we got to do it. You are our daddies. Don't (laughs) fucking... Have you seen some of the filthy cretins that subscribe to this show? Oh, I have. I regret saying that very instantly. Also horny. I thought that filthy cretin was your type based on your track record. Oh. (laughs) Talk about friend of the show, Connor. Very fair critique. (laughs) My goodness. My goodness. I wonder if he still listens. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Connor. How you doing? Hi, Connor. Uh, so, let me let me see. Can I find it? Mm-mm-mm, I reckon I can. What are you looking for? I'm looking for the, the letter that we got about it. No, I can't find a specific one, but somebody was like, please, please explain what the fuck is going on with the, this au pair business. To Nobody me. Talk knows. Talk to us about the au pairs, re the go. What is the go with them? So, well, we've had a couple of updated stories today. So allow me to lay it out for you. And see if we can explain what the fuck is going on. Um, Say a couple of weeks ago, a story came out that um, Home Affairs Minister Peter Dutton, um, great big official loser. Former Home Affairs Minister. Who's had his super ministry dismantled uh, and is now just, he's back to just border protection, I believe now. I think he's the minister for sucking shit. Oh, no, 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 sorry. He's now the minister for eating big turds. Mm. Uh, I think he might be the minister for being the least popular alternative prime minister in the country. I think he actually might be the minister for being trapped in a small box with his own farts. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Peter Dutton would poll lower than, like, Rodney Rude at this point. (laughs) Well, people love Rodney Rude. They do love Rodney Rude. As an alternative prime minister. But he is funny. Hmm. So, um, so yeah, a story came out that Peter Dutton had, like, personally intervened as the Home Affairs Minister into the visas of um, two au pairs who were in the country um, 
like there weren't that many details about it. It was just very strange that the the minister of like one of the biggest departments in the country would personally intervene like in less than 24 hours after his office receiving a call from from these people to say, "Bah, you should be granted a visa immediately to get into the country and get let out of detention." Um what this sort of thing generally relates to is if somebody comes into the country and says, like, if they've applied, you know, if they've come over here and said, oh, I'm traveling on a holiday visa, and then they get here, and the the border people say, hey, what are you going to do while you're here? And they go, work. And they go, you can't come in. It's kind of like how in some places, uh, if you have, like, a, a holiday visa for, like, six months or whatever, they'll like try to they'll get you to actually prove that you have enough money to sustain yourself while you're there um i know a guy (laughs) i used to live with a guy who like was had been saving up for ages and he was going to go to england and like work over there and um you know maybe travel around europe a bit and he had a big farewell party at our at our house and um and he flew away and everything and then like 30 hours later he just showed up at the house again uh, (laughs) because he had flown all the way to england and he got there and they pulled him aside into a room and they said hey how long are you going to be here for and he said six months or nine months or whatever and they said cool cool how much money's in your bank account and he went, oh, <laughs> uh, like $1,200. And they said, yeah, you can't live off that for that long here. So clearly you intend to work. Do us a favor and get back on a plane. And they just put him on a plane and sent him home. Oh, That's sorry. rude. Yep. So that'll happen. Uh, that will happen unless you happen to have Peter Dutton's phone number. Mm-hmm. and can phone him up and say, please help, please. So people have been wondering what's been going on about all this and... I'm wondering if, as a direct result of all the leadership spill, if more and more details are starting to come out about this, if uh, perhaps any of this is, you know, some kind of retribution for the many dog acts which have been committed by one Peter Dutton. He is a fucking dog, that's for sure. Bloody dog. So, I have a piece here from ABC News. Classic ABC News, which kind of lays out a bit of uh, what's been coming out about one of the individuals involved here. Let me lay some of this out for you. Uh, Peter Dutton overruled advice from a senior Australian Border Force official when he allowed a French nanny to escape deportation after being lobbied by AFL boss Gillan McLaughlin. An email trail leaked by a whistleblower to Labor Senator Kimberly Kitching shows Mr. Dutton approved the release of 27-year-old Alexandra Duell, despite being told there was detail, quote, which does not support the minister intervening. Ms. Duell arrived at Adelaide Airport on Emirates Airline Flight 440 and was arrested by ABF officials after saying she intended to work, which was in breach of her visitor visa. What a dipshit. Officials cancelled her... Yeah, you don't fucking say... (laughs) Officials cancelled her visa on the spot, deciding she was a non-genuine visitor. She told officials she intended working voluntarily for Adelaide pastoralists Callum and Skye McLaughlin at their Barossa Valley farm. Emails reveal that she told officials she would, quote, receive free accommodation for three months in return for helping with this family's children cooking and riding their horses. She stated that her main goal in coming to Australia is to do volunteer work. Uh, This is a quote from the report client claimed she had been she had made an appointment with the South Australian volunteer officer to seek volunteer work a bureaucrat wrote client was given an opportunity to comment on why her visa should not be cancelled in response she stated that she was doing volunteer work only for this family and was not being paid so her visa should not be cancelled Callum McLaughlin is the second cousin of AFL boss Gillan McLaughlin they spell their surnames differently <laughs> so they're second cousins wow And one has uh, M-A-C and one has M-C. The pastoralist father, Hugh McLaughlin, has donated $150,000 to the Liberal Party over the past 20 years. That's a weird coincidence. It's probably... Probably Probably just a coincidence. Hmm. Well, I mean, see, it's it's not that weird because, see, you said 
it's a coincidence. And the hint there is that that means that it's a coincidence. Uh-huh. Exactly. So mm. it's a it's a coincidence. Mm. Right. Yeah. Representations were made by the AFL boss on behalf of his cousin to Mr. Dutton's chief of staff, Craig McLaughlin. No relation. <laughs> <laughs> to release Miss Duell, who was being held at Adelaide Immigration Transit Accommodation pending her deportation. Gillan McLaughlin's office forwarded the minister's chief of staff an email from Callum and Sky McLaughlin. So this is the head of the AFL, um, one of the biggest sporting organizations in the country. What would it be the biggest, do you think? Nah. Well, what's... Uh, <laughs> are my you going anywhere with that? that? Surely the league has... Oh, I don't know. Oh, I, thought, I thought AFL was more popular. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I the AFL, is. as far as I understand it, only one shitty state follows it and then everybody else loves league. So it would make mm. more sense that it's You're going You're forgetting everywhere. South Australia, which is there some, a, counts sometimes. Is there a New Zealand AFL team? No. Oh, I think league might be bigger then. No, judging by the, the name. yeah, judging by the attendance of the NRL game that I went to on the weekend, uh, that's not. in Canberra, though, right? Or did you go to a bloody Raiders game? Did you? I did go to a Raiders. Took bloody my kids to their first footy there. game. Nobody oh, wants right. to go there. It's bloody freezing. That's a bit nice. Cold. Who were they playing? Uh, they were playing the uh, Russell Crowe's treasured South Sydney Rabbitohs. Well, I bloody hope the Raiders won then. And you know what we learned? We learned what a Rabbitoh is. What's a rabbito? A rabbito is a term from like the very early 1900s um, settler colonial times in Australia of a person who would catch and skin rabbits and go around and sell them yelling out, rabbit Oh, That's awful. I feel like someone tricked you. Someone <laughs> looked like it up. they did. <laughs> someone looked it up because we were curious. Okay. Fucking rabbit eyes. Come get your rabbit eyes. Yuck. Anyway, head of the AFL. <laughs> has sent an email to the minister's office saying, quote, there has clearly been a misunderstanding that she was intending to work for us when she is here to spend time with our family as we consider her to be family. Oh, the couple, oh, oh my fucking God. The couple wrote, off. we live in the Barossa Valley on a farm and have four kids who will be devastated not to see her. Yeah, not to oh see their fucking God. nanny. Our family is very fond of Chex Hand. Uh, <laughs> whatever a girl, her name is A girl of outstanding character and integrity She has also made many friends in Adelaide And will spend time with them uh, What can we do to have this injustice resolved And have her tourist visa reinstated Before she flies out tonight Get fucked, that's what you can do Mr Dutton used his ministerial discretion To grant her a visitor visa on November 1st But this was not before the minister Had received form advice from senior ABF executives To the contrary Assistant Commissioner of Strategic Border Command Clive Murray advised that Mr. Well had been previously cancelled in May 2015 about breaching her visa conditions, and there may be some financial liability to the department if the removal does not proceed as the airline has been formally served. So, she she's already, like, been here in the past and worked for this family on a tourist visa and already been cancelled by it by the Immigration Department. Nevertheless, Mr. Dutton intervened and granted Mr. Well a three-month visa, but with conditions. He asked that if he intervenes to grant the visa, that the client be very strongly counseled that they cannot work, even do volunteer work in kind, and that their visa would be liable for cancellation should they do so, a department bureaucrat wrote. Uh, documents released under Freedom of Information are marked sensitive, personal. Show Mr. Dutton wrote in relation to the case that, quote, it would be in the public interest to grant the woman a three-month tourist visa. Mr. Dutton said that his intervention was a, quote, discretionary and humanitarian act for someone with ongoing needs and that the decision was, quote, in the interests of Australia as a humane and generous society. That alone is justification for his skin to be ripped off his skull. It's Hmm. fucking mortifying, isn't it? Can you imagine just fucking like, oh... Goal. Hmm. And he says on 2GB when being asked about it, I looked at it and thought, that's a bit rough. There's no criminal history. She's agreed she wouldn't work while I was here. It's fucking... She hasn't committed any criminal offences. I thought it was an application of common sense. Oh, boy. Just, just dog shit and like... I mean, it seems common sense to me that we should 
pull people out of the suicide camps that we built for them and mm. bring them to Australia. But hey, here we are. Yes, could that be perhaps considered some kind of humanitarian thing we could do? Mm. Who knows? So more shit has come out. So so bearing in mind, like we said, that is a a very very powerful donor um, to the Liberal Party, reaching out on behalf of a rich family whose rich father is also a big time donor to the Liberal Party. So again, hey, what a what a weird what a weird thing that he would pick up the phone instantly and automatically grant those people their wishes against the explicit device of his own department. So we've had some more shit come out about the second one. Um, Home Affairs Minister Peter Dutton acted on a request from a former Queensland Police Service colleague to overturn a border control decision on a foreign au pair, releasing the woman from detention and allowing her to enter the country. It is another case where he used his discretion as a minister to help an au pair who arrived on a tourist visa amid growing questions over a separate case linked to the family of AFL boss Gil McLaughlin. Uh, Fairfax Media can reveal a separate woman was released from detention in Brisbane in June 2015 after a request from the family of Russell and Nicole Keeg, who intended to employ her as an au pair. Mr. Keeg was known to Mr. Dutton from their time together in the Queensland Police Service, where the minister worked during the 1990s. The connection between the two men sheds new light on his intervention in tourist visa matter, overturning a decision by border control officials to detain and deport the woman. Fairfax Media understands Mr. Keeg had not spoken to Mr. Dutton for two decades but contacted the minister's office to request his assistance. Oh, my God. Good grief. It's all extremely fucking dumb. Um, as is the case of the au pair who arrived in Adelaide in 2015 to work for the McLaughlin family, the woman who arrived in Brisbane in June 2015 was interviewed on her arrival and detained because her intention to work breached her tourist visa. Mr. Dutton used his power under the Migration Act to intervene in both cases, freeing both young women on the grounds that it was a humanitarian act to allow them to enter the country. <sighs> fucking hell. <sighs> Just. It's gross. It really gross. fucking is. Like, and... That is a good yeah, it's, reminder it's, that Peter Dutton, as the minister, has the power to literally waive anything and give anyone consideration to come into the country. That's his choice, personally. Yep. They he won't can just bring do that. in people that are literally dying. They won't pe- bring in people that need to give birth are uh, mm. in significant... Uh, you know, risk of losing both their baby and their own life. Um, they won't bring children off of... Um, out of the camps. Not even um, the ones that are on suicide watch. Not even the ones yep. that are on suicide watch. Uh, we've had uh, a 12-year-old last week set herself on fire. Um, none of these are humanitarian cases. Oh, but no. if he had his own way, he'd put them on the next chartered flight. Oh, mm. y- yes. Um, um, uh, uh, Would it be too <laughs> strong to say that this week's crime pass is that you could murder Peter Dutton? I'm just be. asking questions. A little strong. A little Might strong. be a little strong. I'm not saying Just that that's what the crimes. crime pass is. Yep. Oh, hey, and on the same uh, on the same kind of thing. Um, Speaking of criminals, Chelsea Manning is being oh. denied a visa oh, to come to Australia because um, because she's failing the character test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she, um, you know, blew the whistle on the, the fucking terrible U.S. war crimes. Uh, Lauren Southern, that's fine. Lauren Southern, you can let her in. No failing of character tests there. Mm. Miley Yiannopoulos, all good. All good. Um, yeah, guys so who... If, if, uh, so she's being denied because there's a provision under the character test, Section 501 or whatever it is, the Immigration Act, that uh, if you are considered to have a substantial criminal record, which is considered to be if you are sentenced of something with a minimum jail sentence of 10 years... Uh, you can be denied on the grounds of that. And if Obama had pardoned her sentence instead of commuting it, mm. uh, she would have been fine. But uh, no. Uh, and it's also worth noting that um, that uh, David Petraeus, who also leaked military secrets to his horny girlfriend or whatever, um, he just came here for a speaking tour. Very recently, oh, at cool. a lib- at a Liberal Party fundraising event, uh, he was fine. Yep, that's all. Uh, 
A fun thing that's been stuck in my head all day is that one of the things that Chelsea Manning leaked was that so she leaked footage of two U.S. airstrikes that killed civilians. Uh, one of which is estimated to have killed about between 100 and 144. Uh, yeah, between 100 and 140 Afghani civilians, and it is estimated that up to 90 of those were children. Cool. Yeah, but but she shouldn't tell other people's secrets. That's one of the worst things you can do, surely. Yeah, can't do that. Yep. So it's all going well, basically. Anyway. Should we move on to the good news? We should move on to the good news. <laughs> Wait, um, the lead. Before we go, can I make one au pair pun? One. I will one. allow it. Thank you. Um, au pair is Latin for gold pair. Theo? You want to back me up on this one? Uh, I think that checks out. I don't know what the singular of it would be, but... I mean, it would be aurum pair, but the, the chemical symbol for gold is AU. AU, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is that scan? Sure, yep. And then what's the joke? Oh, you can you can tell it's good <laughs> by how much we're all laughing. Mm. And moving on to the next segment oh, I'm so sorry, ben. of the podcast, I thought <laughs> Theo was my friend and mm-hmm. I have been proven to be wrong. <laughs> Speaking, so speaking of having of, no friends. Speaking of unsavory characters. <laughs> speaking of failing the character test. Massive, munted head, dickhead, uh, Mark Latham, who we've spoken about before. Uh, there was news a while ago <laughs> when... <laughs> there was news a little while ago when... Um, so, Osman Faruqi, who is currently a, an ABC reporter and used to be the editor for Junkie magazine. See, I think he was the political Politics editor. editor. Political yeah. editor. Yes. Right. Um, he has uh, he tweeted something when I'm trying to remember what, what even the thing was that was happening when he tweeted something to uh, Yasmin Abdel-Majid saying it's happening Yas, the, the white people are getting fucked. Yep. <laughs> and so, so Mark Latham took this to be virulent anti-white racism, mm-hmm. and he went on to a show. It might have been his outsiders. It was show. outsiders. It was on outsiders. Went on to his. So Facebook. not really a show. He not went on to his show. vlog. <laughs> yes, on, a vlog. He went on his vlog. Went on to his live stream from his mother's basement. His Neopets video blog, <laughs> <laughs> and and proclaimed that it was people like Osman Faruqi and Yasmin who were, um, like, giving material support to ISIS and mm. terrorists in Australia who want to kill people, that he was basically helping terrorists kill people. Yep. Um, amongst other things, amongst all of his stuff about the fomenting anti-white racism and everything. Um, so, Oz did what seemed pretty reasonable at that point and said, you know what, I'm going to fucking sue this guy for defamation. We were all like, hell yeah. We were all like, Do we're not bitch. big fans of the defamation law in this country until today. It's a good yeah. day. It's, uh, I don't know if Americans are aware of, it's pretty easy to sue someone for defaming you uh, in Australia if you have the wealth to retain legal counsel. Yes. Uh, and it's, it fucking sucks because it's largely used by... Uh, rich individuals, yeah, largely used by Chris Kenny, by <laughs> rich individuals or people in large media organizations or by large media organizations and powerful companies to just silence detractors and like, uh, so Chris Kenny is the, the er example of this in that he successfully sued or at least got a settlement from the ABC because the, the chaser had a single freeze frame photoshopped image of him fucking a dog. Now, on on screen for about three seconds. Yeah. Uh, in theory, you would think that any reasonable case would be like, well, no one actually thought this was a real photo of him fucking a dog. No one thinks that this is, you know, whatever. But uh, it worked and it's fine. And that sort of stuff happens constantly in this country. So it's it fucking sucks. It's also so funny because he but, had to prove to a courtroom that it was a reasonable person would see that and yeah, believe that he, he was a dog, dog well, fucker. I do believe that he fucks dogs. I do. So, you know, maybe he was right in this case. He might have had something there. But it fucking sucks. But uh, to see it 
make Mark Latham's just complete fucking insanity become totally clear to everyone Including in the clearest, most concise the way. Court. <laughs> oh, it is like fucking just rubbing my body in warm oils. Oh, it feels it feels sensuous. great. It feels great. <laughs> so, so basically, what has happened is that the the proceedings have proceeded, and. Um, Mark Latham's uh, lawyers, who it should be noted, are the lawyers that defended Daisy Cousins' boyfriend in the QUT racism no. case. <laughs> yep. Is it racism, yep. racism and sons? Is that the firm? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, racism, racism and blackface. <laughs> um, so... So they've submitted their defence and seventy-six-page defence, a seventy-six-page long defence and tables of Osmond's tweets, schedules of tweets and stuff. And the the judge has released his um, what's the, his, I don't know his response. What's the he's made he's, a judgment. He's, 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 he's released it's not a judgment <laughs> yet. Is it because he's just he's thrown no, out? No, he's, really, he's released a judgment. On it is the, a judgment. It's a judgment yeah, in this, this in this yeah. specific case, well, it's, which it's, is that it's Mark a judgment Latham saying has to start again. Just throw it out and yeah. start again. It's, it's a judgment <laughs> yeah, a saying. That, it's a judgment saying that this this defense is so utterly ridiculous and like to the point of being vexatious that he is going to throw the entire thing out and ask him to submit an entire new defense, and he has a month to do so. Just so, as a sidebar, yeah. Lucy, do you have a law degree or did I make that up? I have almost a law master's that I will never finish. Holy smokes. Okay. All right. I, I just wanted say, to make sure. This is one I'll... of the funniest things I've ever read. <laughs> so, so, yeah, again, uh, I did see something that made me laugh today, which was it might have been in the, in the Bunta Vista Discord. Uh, some of the, it might have been um, the wife of the show, Karlski. Or is he a lover? Anyway, Carl. He's a wife. Um, talking about it. Wife of the show, way, Carl. Take a kiss. Um, Lucy. <laughs> do it. Do it, Lucy. He's a Let's do it. We're going to wait until you do it. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, like that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, some of the guys in the Discord were talking about it and saying, like, so. So Mark Latham's tweeted about how ridiculous this judgment is and that his lawyers are going to appeal it. And my first thought was, can you appeal a judge throwing out your preposterous defense in a defamation <laughs> case? And somebody else was saying like, yeah, but, but the funny thing is, even if like, number one, he might try and go ahead with that and they'll be like, no, we already threw this out. But even if he were to win that, he would then have to proceed to trial with his own ludicrous defense. He would. It would still not help at all. He's also um, being made already to pay for the defense's time. (laughs) Um, So the hilarious thing is that he's just like going to continue to dig himself a more expensive hole. Yep. So, it's just so good. I've never been able to read a judge just being so exasperated. Like, you can read how he's feeling incredible. when he writes it. Yeah, I kind Please, of... I started going through this? this looking for highlights to tweet them basically being like... Because every time I've done this for work, it's always super fucking dry and it's so hard to find something where you're like, <laughs> that's where he got owned. This whole document is like being owned by this guy who finds it clearly so funny what Latham has done. Yep. Here's so, one quote. So this is Justice Wigney says, Mr. Latham's defense is on just about any view, an extraordinary document. In order to address Mr. Faruqi's strikeout application, it is necessary to attempt to come to grips with it. That is no mean feat. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Well, have you got the part after that as well, where he starts talking about the Huguenots? Oh, oh, can that's, we can that's we read incredible. that whole that that whole quote? Do you want the whole read. thing? It's incredible. Oh, here. We got ten minutes left for you to just hit us with as much of this ridiculous shit as possible. All right, can I'll I... start with this reasons for judgment because it's incredible. It's so good. <laughs> it just sums up the whole defense without needing to read it. It sums up the whole um, like 
faux intellectual right. I think he has oh, yes. it, more really dead does. to rights than ever this in is like what, one paragraph. This is exactly what Jordan Peterson would do if oh, he was in a lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. What does the martyrdom of Christians in the Roman Empire between the reign of the Emperor Nero Claudius Caesar Augustus Germanicus and Emperor Flavius Valerius Aurelius Constantinus Augustus have to do with a defamation action commenced in Australia in 2017? How could the persecution of ethno-religious Huguenots in the French Kingdom during the French Wars of Religion of the 16th century be said to rationally affect the assessment of the probability of a fact in issue in a modern-day defamation action in which the defamatory imputations are said to be that the applicant knowingly assists terrorist fanatics who want to kill innocent people in Australia and condones the murder of innocent people by Islamic terrorists or encourages and facilitates terrorism. Could the fact of the segregation and ill-treatment of ethnic Negro people under the doctrine of apartheid in South Africa reasonably be said to be relevant to the defences of justification, contextual truth, qualified privilege, honest opinion and fair comment pleaded by the respondent in that defamation action? These and other equally beguiling questions are raised by the interlocutory applications filed by the parties in this matter. I I love... uh, (laughs) These and other equally beguiling (laughs) questions is just... Oh. Is that also the one? It's like a little chocolate treat being placed right in my mouth. It's, it's that section of text that has the interrobang in it as well, right? Yes, it there's an interrobang in it. It's not like a separate exclamation mark and question mark. It is the single character, which I have never seen deployed. Me no, either. He's clearly having fun with the whole. Uh, you could tell well, that he's I mean, having he's fun got, with this. He's got to do this, so he may as well. Oh, you got to take the fun in your job where you can find it for sure. Well, it makes me think of, um, it makes me think of like, uh, you know, the whole sort of Jordan Peterson fandom of people going, oh, you have to listen to like 60 hours of his lectures and read, you know, three of his interminable books and everything to weigh in on this. You got to have the knowledge. It makes me think of someone trying to employ that type of, that type of logic in a real life setting. Here's the history of liberalism or whatever. Ah, well, to talk about how I accuse this person of giving material support to ISIS, we really have to go back to Constantinople (laughs) and just going, no, shut the fuck up. It's like the equivalent of someone appearing in court to contest a traffic fine and being like, when the Magna Carta was struck. (laughs) (laughs) What else you got, Lucy? Oh, that's the funniest bit from the judgment. The the best is that you can read online uh, all of Mark Latham's lawyer's defense are we gonna get into that on the bonus episode maybe? can i just read this this one yeah give us give us a few hits which uh says that faruki by his various utterances and conduct set forth in part g of this pleading portrayed latham as one a person whose literary tastes and interests do not rise above the level of providing manual sexual stimulation to horses Imagine having that own on you enshrined. <laughs> like in putting court it forward. Oh, can I, there's, so there's a part here where this is the list of things that um, Latham claimed uh, are the defamatory imputations that Oz made about him. Mm. He thinks that he, he contends that he is a white supremacist, a person who talks in a quote, idiotic way. <laughs> a person whose literary style is inexcusable. A person who polishes the same column over and over. A quote, lunatic. A person so bereft of common sense and so out of touch with reality as to maintain his own dirt unit on himself. An angry white man with bad opinions. A person famous for making totally ludicrous statements. And a fit subject for scorn, derision, ridicule and mockery. Which is all so accurate. So true. Yeah, the the best part is if it gets thrown out as it's totally going to, it'll just be proving all that stuff correct. Yeah, that's not defamation, bruh. That's you, bruh. It's also, isn't Latham, Latham's not the one suing for defamation, so it's not relevant? 
Yeah, and he's all talking about saying, defamatory yeah. things that Osman has said, which is like it's not a defense. <laughs> like, oh, that even that didn't even really strike me at all throughout this well, entire day. That is incredible. Unless well, he's like, other, I'm going to sue you. Well, the other layer me. to it, the other layer to it, of course, is that um, yeah, his his entire defense is basically he said a whole bunch of mean stuff about me. And that's why it's okay to say that he's an anti-white racist. Because that he, said he is mean part stuff. of ISIS. Because yes. he, said, he said that I'm a fuckwit. Because he said mean stuff about me and that and that proves, you know, that proves it. Can you imagine presenting um, a fucking book of someone's tweets to a judge? <laughs> like, oh, there's it's just, just so the many of Osman's tweets in here. And they're not even bad. They're stuff that's like... White people do be loving Coachella. Like. Oh, honestly, yeah. He's submitted stuff where it's like, uh, white people love owning Labradors. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they do. Yeah, that's reasonable. And there's a whole bunch of sections where the judge is like, oh, some people may find this distasteful, but it's fine. Like the Labrador section where the judge is like, this might be offensive to Labrador owners, but I think they'll be okay. <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he say this may, be, this may be offensive to Labrador owners or even Labradors themselves? <laughs> <laughs> the judge doesn't or, give uh, a shit. <laughs> the, most, the most pointed bit, I thought, was when he said, um, was when he said, yes, some of these tweets, you know, may be offensive to white-skinned or even thin-skinned people. And, Which in um, uh, judge speak, that's like a massive smackdown. It's a huge bitch. Like, and uh, like what I was going to say was like, you know, we're talking about Mark Latham, somebody who at this point makes what is left of his career out of insisting that everybody is like, you know, deliberately taking offense at everything and words are just words and all this, you know, everyone's supposed to harden up and his entire defense for this thing is like, this guy was mean to me over and over. Let's uh let's close on another piece of the judgment here, um, which I quite enjoyed, and then we we may come back and revisit it for the bonus episode. Uh, the judge says, no doubt Mr. Latham would pick some other examples from the 164 tweets to demonstrate his point, though he did not rely on any specific tweet in his submissions in defense of the pleading. Nevertheless, considered individually or, cumulative, or cumulatively, the tweets as, as particularized in Schedule 2 are simply not reasonably capable of proving that Mr. Faruqi vilifies or demonizes white people or is a, quote, in scare quotes, anti-white racist, whatever that may mean. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely good. We've it's like the whole country has just come together to laugh at and dunk on Mark Latham today, and we've all thoroughly it's enjoyed it. It's I mean, been beautiful. This feels great, but I I hate to bring the mood down by reminding us all that he is the ultimate winner in that all of us pay him eighty thousand dollars a year to just fucking decay and fart on Twitter. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, at least someone's going to get some of that back. Oh, man, Hopefully. I hope just fucking... I hope Oz has a party with it. Much respect. I hope so, too. Love to that man. And so, we're going to wrap it up there. we got to get out of here. And go, do a little, uh, go do a little stream over on the old Twitch channel. You can find all the details online, probably. I don't know. Maybe you can figure it out. Maybe you can't. Uh, if you would like <laughs> a bonus episode... <laughs> oh, jeez. Look, I've already got to rattle off all the links. I'm getting to it. If you would like the bonus episodes, folks, uh, you can subscribe at patreon.com forward slash Punta Vista. Only five bucks a month. That's pretty nice. Uh, you can, if you want to, like, leave a nice uh, leave a nice review on iTunes, you could do that. Five stars, five stars. You should tell stars. your friends. You should yeah. uh, RTS. Tell your friends about it. Mm-hmm. If you subscribe on uh, the old Apple podcast app that everybody loathes so much, it propels us up the charts. We finally figured out what it actually is that puts us up on the charts, and it's new subscribers. So mm. tell someone to subscribe to the show. And then throw their phone into the ocean. Yes. Huh. So yes, that'll do it for us, folks. And we'll probably cover a bit more of the Mark Latham stuff on the bonus episode. Because holy shit, is that thing just gold. I'm Just sure you remember what the crime pass may or may not be. Wink. Just asking <laughs> questions. <laughs> Just a hypothetical. So for us, folks, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.